everyone, welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are here for a new series on HBO Max entitled Barry. We had a poll, and this is the show that won. And because it is the first time we are jumping into a new series, let's take a peek behind the curtains. I just want to ask Pierce, maybe grab a pencil, take some notes. I'm about to drop knowledge. I forgot to remark at the top that I am still getting over a cold, so I apologize if my voice just sounds a little bit less stellar than it usually does. But Barry is an American black comedy crime drama thriller, which is a mouthful in itself, created by Bill Hader, who is our titular character, and Alec Berg. Uh, it has a huge cast of starring familiar faces. Bill Hader as Barry Berkman or Barry Block. Stephen or Stefan. This is Stephen. I think it's Stephen Root as Monroe Fuchs. Sarah Goldberg as Sally Reed. Glenn Fleshler as Goran Pazar. Anthony Kerrigan as Noho Hank. Henry Winkler as Gene uh, Cosano, is that how you say his last name? As well as Sarah Burns as Detective Mae Dunn. There is a whole array of recurring characters, including Kirby, Hal Baptiste as Sasha Baxter, DRC Cardin as Natalie Greer. Those are two familiar names to me because they come from The Good Place. You have Paula Newsom as Detective Janice Moss. Some other names that I am going to try to recognize here. Cameron Britton as Simmer, who's also in season one. There's a few people who are not in season one, so I don't want to go through the entire list because they're not going to pop up. Karen David as Sharon Lucado. Dale Pavinsky as Taylor Garrett. Marcus Brown as Vaughn and Robert Curtis Brown as Mike Hallman. There is a, a huge list, as stated, of more recurring characters and guest stars. So if you want to check that out, Wikipedia is the place to be. The runtime for the show is 26 to 35 minutes. Cinematography by Brandon Trost, Paula Hudorbro, Carl Hurst and Darren Tierman. Editors are Jeff Buckingham or Buchanan. That's actually better. Kyle Reiter, Frankie Gutman, and Allie Greer. Of course, distributed by Warner Brothers. They do have three seasons with 10 episodes apiece. It looks like it has a whole array of awards been Uh, nominated for some Oscars and I'm not yep there we go it has been renewed for a eight episode four season so I am excited to finally jump into this and now that we've given credit where credit's due let's jump into the episode What is the premise of this show? Barry is a U.S. Marine, which we found out in this episode, and an Afghanistan veteran from Cleveland. Welcome to the rice fields, motherfucker. At Sucky Place in Ohio, where I reside, who works as a hitman 
for one Fuchs, who we find out is kind of an uncle of his father, or used to work with him, something to that effect. Uh, he is very depressed and going in this state of depression he discovers that he wants to find some new purpose in his life and he does on his current assignment so that is the premise of this show i think it's a very interesting concept to work with i like that they brought out the fact that he is probably one dangerous ass sob at the end of this episode because he felt more as someone who is not very much of a threat a little bit of a pushover kind of seems a little distant or disconnected with life just a bit but that is his own ptsd as well as probably the re-infiltration into regular society as a civilian once you come from the army so there's a lot of things that they're juggling here that i think are fascinating for a dark comedy to play with while struggling with these very serious types of mental issues that clearly he is suffering from we meet barry in the beginning of this episode after a job where someone is dead in bed what was he doing in that bathroom taking a shit is my guess because the fan was going he goes back home that dude knew exactly what he was doing when he opened the window because he was snoring and i don't even blame him <laughs> you can tell this wasn't filmed uh during covid because people are right next to each other with no mask on and once he gets home it's to his very depressing one bedroom apartment and he's woken up in the middle of the night it would seem by his uh his boss as well as his sort of uncle i'm still not completely sure on that but his name is monroe fucks but he pronounces it fuchs i say fucks because it's funnier and he asks a very important question how long have you been watching me sleep wake up wake up my other question following up would be how the hell did you get in here sir and he says look i have another job for him he mentions the fact that it took him two days to do a job because he was vacationing even though he killed him immediately in bed it wasn't even a hard job at that and he says look i want to send you to los angeles he tries to make it feel like it's a vacation but it's not a vacation and he says look there's the check check-in chetzian one one of those words they the mob they have chessians in here the mob wants him to take out this guy named ryan well a personal matter is what they tell him so he goes down there he's kind of mad that he is cheap that they're supposed to be making all this good money even though I have a feeling that Monroe is definitely taking more from the cut than Barry should be okay with. Oh, by the way, as I'm just jumping into the episode, chapter one, Make Your Mark, was written by Alec Berg and Bill Hader and directed by Bill Hader. So there you go. 
and if i have to give this one a score because it is a premiere episode so i know they usually have a lot of legwork to do to get you invested i would say 8.5 out of 10. i think it did set up all of the pieces that needed to be set up and i do expect it to get a lot funnier because these are very very colorful characters so now that that's out of the way we can continue on with the story arc and yeah monroe is definitely pocketing the money and making him drive you know making him go through coach uh doesn't even rent him a very nice vehicle something flashy which you wouldn't even want to be as a hitman and he goes to the chessian's house where he meets <laughs> I hope he's not dead because he was one of my favorite introductions in this episode. No ho Hank. I liked him from the moment he said, would you like something to eat? I can make you a submarine sandwich. <laughs> it's like we got juice boxes, Hawaiian punch, all the American things. And that his boss Goran, his daughter has friends over. They go outside and it turns out that his wife Oksana is having sex with her personal trainer which is Ryan so he wants this guy taken care of now Barry has been under the impression that he takes out bad guys which is something that I feel if his brain was functioning the way it should normally be functioning like with any bit of sense it would tell him that he is not dexter and this is not a television show and he's not a contract killer to take out just bad people while bad people make the contract kills that just makes no fucking sense i mean it's just bullshit fuck oh my my my, my. well set him up you know what i mean <laughs> so he uh he's told by monroe to spice it up i don't want to call him fuchs all the time because it's just annoying to spice it up tell him about that time you you killed a guy by stabbing him in the nuts so he brings it up and the two are not impressed like why don't you just shoot him it'd be good if you just shoot him i think he's going to shoot him so he goes and follows ryan who leads him to a drama class where he meets sally reed who is in the middle of her lines and very angry that he seemed to have messed her up he makes his way inside watches her performance go from wilted to being mean girled into showing what her raw truth is and she's able to pull off a killer performance and he is rather impressed and ends up running into ryan his mark who asks him to be a stand-in for him while he acts out a scene he does so even though he delivers his lines poorly but ryan does a really good job he's given a standing ovation not standing ovation but he's given a round of applause and he didn't even need to be mean girled into it and after that he sees sally outside and she says because he has like who are you gene asks and he's like i'm just a stand-in and he's like well if you're gonna come back you need to have a monologue ready they are all excited about him and his monologue they think he's going to join the class he tries to say no i'm not an actor but he gets pulled into going out with them this was a funny scene just because of uh, my two girls they were the funniest part of said scene when she's like i have a job i do that like she just kept saying things to the side i don't even know her name but 
I loved her. We saw her get coffee for Jean. I want more of her automatically already. And then having uh, Baptiste there as well. I thought that was great. At first, I didn't recognize her. And then it took me. I was like, oh, that's why I keep thinking. Like, I know this face. She's about to be in Sandman. And I'm looking forward to her being in Sandman playing uh, Death itself. That's going to be exciting. But that's far, it seems like she has a little bit of a small part to play. But I don't know why that was the standout scene of the episode for me was them two. <laughs> Quietly in the background being the backup performers for one Sally. Sally has charmed Barry off his socks by apologizing for her bitch attitude then inviting him out. And then just going on and on and on about acting and all the things that she can do to assist him and help with his monologue. And apparently, despite it being theater, it's all based on movies. <laughs> I think that's a very good uh, double entendre. That's not the right word I was looking for. That is totally not a double entendre. <laughs> um, damn it. But it is a good commentary, uh, ironic commentary that is the theater that has now become the movies and it was before. So is the theater came before the movies and now for theater to stay current, they often take movies like The Lion King or a, a huge shit ton of other stuff. I don't know. I'm not a theater nut. I know. I know. So many people are just dragging me right now. <laughs> and it's okay because uh it's not that i hate it it's not that i wouldn't go to a show and enjoy it it's just not something i don't love musicals i've never loved musicals if you made me sit through a three hour or two hour performance i could do like maybe 40 minutes but i yeah i it's just i'm not a huge musical fan I've rarely sat through. I think the only one is Phantom of the Opera because I love that fucking musical. But that is the very rare occasion that I have sat through an entire play that is also a musical. And yes, I do know plays are not always musicals, but there usually are musical numbers involved. I remember the only one I was going to be tempted to see was the one in New York starring Zawe and tom hiddleston and i believe charlie cox i had so many intentions of going there because i was gonna steal tom hiddleston and look at what happened zawe got him and i wish them all the best but i'm still saltine because i feel like i missed my chance i missed my chance but alas back to this episode he gives her the the look of i'm straight up sprung when she's dancing on the dance floor and giving him the look like i know you looking at me i could already see that she is definitely not like of course he's gonna feel himself drawn to her but he is very much someone who requires direction and she is someone who likes to be the center of attention and also to be the one directing and leading so this should be interesting because she already came over give him that small little kiss oh by the way he has seven duis can you take him home ryan tells him that his name should be barry block because that's a stage name and then he ends up driving him home 
and in the car he gives him Jean's book he says come by I'll help you do your read you were so cool and selfless as an actor and let me do my thing during my read and he actually ends up liking Ryan but unfortunately Noho Hank and his associate watches them have a hug here's a question if you're gonna send Barry to kill the guy then why are you there watching if, if you could just successfully which it seems as if you could take care of it or if you're gonna bring someone in to take care of it why don't you let them do it it just felt like it was way too soon for them to be watching like I can understand after the first night but then it gets even weirder because he ends up going home he gets a call from Monroe who's outside in his backyard and he does hear him out like okay so you're excited you need purpose you felt that you had purpose coming back from Afghanistan to do this hitman thing that's what we're doing however you know the whole point of your job is to not be recognized and if you decide to be an actor you're going to be recognized he even had tried to think it out like I'll just do you know nighttime jobs I'll do night hits (laughs) and I could do my acting during the day and he's like these guys think I have talent and all he needs is just a little bit of encouragement and support people clapping not even for him and he's invested which again speaks to a lot more going on behind the scenes behind the eyes so fuck tries not fuck fuchs fuchs he tries the the more sensible route of look if you don't take care of this they're gonna take care of us these are not the people that we want to double cross so i need you to take care of the job do you understand and he does and he's not really a dick about it he's just like these are the facts i'm gonna hear you out but these are still the facts so the next day he decides to follow them to the acting club but he decides not to join he is about to follow ryan and complete the job however he has a talk with gene gene tells him look you are dog shit you have no talent and this is of course the words one would need to hear to uh to disregard this folly of an acting or profession except he decides to go into his truth which is the fact that ever since he came back from the war he's been lacking any reason to keep going on he's depressed and his friend gave him a job he's like i kill good people so there's that i don't have any complaints i'm getting paid well but now i've lost that passion and i want to regain that passion once again and he's about to say good night but he's like where's that from it's a shit story but you know there might be something to work with here and that's all the encouragement he needs to say that he will take his acting class but i'm pretty sure that gene is more concerned about the money because he asked him about three times can you pay up front and is it going to be in cash Gene was reading his book as he was waiting for Ryan to get home and something tells me that he did not make it as big as he is uh or he did and he washed out very quickly so he's using his success closer to success and everyone in Los Angeles is an actor or an actress and they're all trying to fight for the same roles it's a very meta commentary as well on the acting 
um, career and how very hard it is to get your break. You know, you have to pretty much spend a lot of time being told no and having the door slammed in your face until hopefully someone recognizes that you have talent and uh we don't know if that's gonna happen for our fairy but he at least has the the impotence for pursuing this career after his his hit goes wrong because he, he has the gun he's ready to take care of it except when he gets to the truck to complete the job ryan is already dead from a sniper bullet and he looks over and he's like guys what's going on the gun jams and we hear no ho hank say to shoot him so the job very much now has become to take out barry and him maybe they're setting him up for something i don't know when we did meet when barry first met the chetsons chechians i'm never gonna get that word and they had the scene where he's like uh i put this lipstick camera in the hotel they were at and it recorded them and he shows the dude having sex with he's like why do i have to see this you just want to show off your lipstick camera delete this delete this shit why do i have to keep seeing this so as the warning of don't do this man don't point that gun at me man don't shoot that gun at me man doesn't register for the guy he uh unleashes his full murder on everyone in that car and i was very sad because i'm like no hank no but i know that he's a main character so he must have not he must have been the one that got out of the car so he might have been shot but not murdered so this is interesting i'm not sure why they did the turn maybe they just felt like barry couldn't be trusted so they decided to take him out i don't know but him casually walking away because he complained that he didn't have a silencer because his guy is so cheap fucks and you see the lights coming on i like that effect as everyone is now if that was the hood everyone would be like i ain't hear nothing i am not turning on no lights so they do not know where no witnesses are located but no it's the suburbs and people are nosy as fuck so of course they're looking out their (laughs) their homes turning on lights he tosses the gun leaves the car walks to the diner he's like do you have whiskey lady's like no we have herbal tea and when she says she's an actress he says he's an actor and that's how the episode ends so he has decided to pursue this life but how is this going to work um how is this gonna work with uh like i don't know why they did the double cross i feel like fucks may have something going on more than he should i don't know it just feels it felt odd that they would choose maybe it was just that one thing hey he fucked up the first time and we don't give you second chances that could just be the whole story and i'm thinking about it too too hard uh i actually was wrong all of the seasons are eight episodes and not ten so that explains why season four is eight episodes as well uh did i miss anything in this episode i don't think so it's gonna be odd now with ryan gone because i thought ryan was actually very sweet i mean yeah he's fucking a russian hot mobster wife but he doesn't know she's a mobster wife or he might not have stuck his dick in her so (laughs) he's he's just a he's just a guy he's just a guy a personal trainer 
he got his personal rocks off and unfortunately he died because of it oh my goodness mark paul glossier is in this this is hysterical <laughs> i can't wait for that moment uh so yeah i'm looking forward to reviewing this series i will be doing these episodes on friday so if you want to send feedback for episode two blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic